Alright, welcome back to the podcast. So, back in the office this week on my road, on my road mic. Hopefully the episode last week was alright for you guys. Uh, for, for that little setup, for that mic setup, it's pretty good. <coughs> I can't complain at it too, but too much to be honest. Um, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, so yeah, this week's going to be a episode on good debt versus bad debt, and just a little another little win I had this week. I managed to pick up a. It looks virtually new. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, it's a bigger desk than what I had before. Uh, it's higher up, more comfortable. It fits the room better. It's a nice. Like, pale grey so it kind of matches the the office color yeah absolutely buzzing so right bargain there can't complain when it's free and the 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 other desk that i had in here originally uh, again that was free uh, i fixed it up a little bit fixed the drawers that um they were like falling out of it um and yeah sold that online tenner <laughs> not gonna grumble any kind of money, especially when you're getting stuff for free and then moving it on for uh, a little bit, little bit of profit. Let's have a swig of tea. So yeah, this week's episode is going to be on good debt and bad debt. So when it comes to defining the two, what I would define as a good debt is something that generates you income. So people that say their house is an asset. Uh, uh, they're only saying that's because that's what they they've been told. So they might say uh, their their bankers has told them it, or their mortgage advisor, or their estate agents has told them it's a good asset, and that's because they're projecting their their agenda onto you because they want to sell you that house. If you was to ask somebody that's looking for financial freedom or has has achieved it. I'm sure, I'm sure they would tell you buying a house has, has no correlation between becoming financially free and um, there's just got no correlation between the two. If you're looking at becoming financially free and you lock up 25k plus whatever the, whatever the deposit may be into a house, you're just going to put yourself sort of two, three, four steps back because you're locking all that money up, you're going to move in and essentially you're going to still be paying uh, whatever the mortgage is out every month. So instead of having that 25k uh, in your savings or in your buffer account and as I mentioned before with the uh, financial freedom calculator, so you're, uh, just flick through this, it's the LA over LE minus LI. So LA is your cash. So this is your savings. And I put a post out on my on my Facebook today because it's really it really is this people think that you need to earn a lot of money to become financially free when you really it's about generating some passive income whether that's from online from your investments whatever it might be so one of the exa- one of the examples or I'll put a couple of examples on so it, it was like if you've got five thousand pounds in savings so let's just 
forget the, the house deposit of the 25K. Let's just go very conservative. Let's say you've got 5,000 pound in savings and your expenses were 2,500. You've got no other income streams whatsoever. So you can buy 2.5 months into the future. So your net worth has nothing to do with wealth. So wealth is how much time you can buy in the future. Net worth is just how much your assets are. Um, take away your debts equals your net worth. So <laughs> net worth and wealth have kind of, in my in my view, they don't they don't really link up because wealth is how in my view is how much time you can buy into the future. So you see a lot of people in these bigger states, they might live in a fancy neighborhood, they might they might have two nice cars on the drive, maybe three. Most people have got at least two cars nowadays, most households. Um, you might think, Christ, they seem to be doing really well for themselves. But what a lot of people probably don't realize is they are literally like one paycheck away from poverty. If they don't receive their next paycheck, they're not going to be able to cover their 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 expenses, or they might even be one like two paychecks. Generally, people that look like and perceive that they're they're doing really well, they're probably not as well off as you would believe. So carrying on with the um, this these examples. So an another example with um, with just by generating a thousand pound leveraged income. So you might have, you might have set up another uh, an online business selling whatever it might be, personal coaching, diet, nutrition, anything. So same again, you've got £5,000 in your savings, your cash buffer, whatever you want to call it, £5,000 liquid cash, so cash that you can get hold of within five days. You've got Your living expenses are still £2,000, and now you've got £1,000 leveraged income. So just by generating a thousand pound leveraged income, you would have doubled the amount of time you can buy into the future. Is it's crazy, and people feel that they need to get on the property ladder. It's because that's what they've been told by parents, friends, family. It's what we've been told as from a very young age. That's what we need to do. Um, but when you're looking at becoming financially free, it's going to put you back, um, put you back a step. So the the last example that I, I've done a whole post on my Facebook page this morning. If you want to go and read it, um, it, it, it might it, it might be able to explain it a little bit better. Sometimes reading it is easier than hearing it. So last example, same again, you've got a £5,000 uh, sort of liquid assets, cash in your in your savings, £2,000 as your uh, living expenses, and you're generating £1,899 passive income or leveraged income. So this, would, you would now be able to buy 49 months into the future. That's 4.1 years that you wouldn't have to physically spend going to a day job, going going out to work and sort of trading 
eight to ten hours a day for a wage. Um, just just with that thought alone, have a think about what you can what you could achieve in that four point one years. I mean, you could build products, you could uh, learn a new skill. Just by learning a new skill and uh, teaching that to other people, you could then generate more leveraged income. And it's it's just it's mind-boggling to me that people feel that they'd rather lock up that twenty-five k in a, a house that not really an asset until you go to sell it and you might get some money back but when you look at the averages on average people upgrade their house every seven years then how often do people downgrade so in order to get that equity that you've you've that's accumulated over time the capital gains in order to get that out you're going to have to downgrade and downsize for a smaller house and realistically people don't do that so people only people tend to get bigger houses more fancier big, better better status and yeah it's just it's just mind-boggling so with that last example i gave you with the the earning £1,899 leveraged income with a £5,000 like savings just by adding an extra £100 to that leveraged income so you would be on 1999 so just under the, your living expenses and with your 5000 pound in your savings uh, you would be able to buy 5000 months into the future so that's 416 years so you don't need to earn a lot of money to become financially free. It's to, it's about controlling all three. It's about controlling your, um, your cash, your living expenses, and your leverage income. By keeping your living expenses as low as you can, the quicker you'll be able to come become financially free. So, the, so a friend of mine, Lucas, um, a practical life coaching, um, he's also got a podcast that he's running. Um, we had our accountability session on Sunday and he handed his notice into his, his current employment co-op. He's a, he's a manager in a, uh, a store in Wales, I think. And he handed his notice in back in March, I think it was, for like a year's time. He's also a retained firefighter and he worked out with his current savings i think he's got about three thousand pounds in his savings and on average in the last five years he's earned i think he said about 400 pound a month just on through the retained firefighter as a retained firefighter and so that he needed about 200 pound to top up his um his shortfall that's the one to be able to sort of leave leave work so essentially he could leave work now and just draw that 200 pound from his buffer but he won't need to because he's got he's obviously got his other his other business practical life coaching um which will be generating a, an income so he's only have to go draw from the the cash or the liquidity that he's got saved if uh, his uh, his business or his leveraged income doesn't produce that two hundred pound. 
So he's pretty much there, um, and it's 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 a uh, it's amazing. It really is. Just to see in such a short space of time, somebody I'm sort of working with, working close closely with, um, almost being in the position that we all strive to be, we're all striving to be in. So going back to the mortgages, so when you or the, like your house as an asset type thing, when you're looking at who's trying to sell you that house, generally the people that are selling you it are going to be like estate agents, bankers. They're going to be projecting their views onto you, which um, which match their agenda. So if you want, if you go and talk to someone that's financially free, then they will pretty much tell you the same thing I have that there's no correlation between the two so going back to the good debt bad debt is a house a good debt or a bad debt it depends on the situation it depends if you're going to be renting it out and generating income from it generating enough income to pay that debt and have extra on top if you've ever read the Robert Kiyosaki book I'm pretty sure his first or yeah, his first investment property, he was only generating like twenty five dollars of of uh, profit. By the time he had paid back his uh, credit card, which he used back then to to purchase the property, by the time he had paid back there the the money on there, he was twenty five pound in profit. But profit is profit. Who cares where how much it is as long as it's as long as it's profit. So with the bad debt. So that would be like your store card. So you might go out and spend 50 quid on um, go down to Debenhams or go down to Gucci and buy some new jeans. And all these 50 quids add up and then eventually you end up in the situation I was in maybe two years ago, not even two years ago. Um, you, you suddenly think, well, I can't meet the minimum repayment. And you don't just go out and spend 10 grand on a credit card it's these 50 pound 50 pound 50 pound 100 pound 50 pound 50 pound and it all adds up and accumulates and accumulates and all the while you're only paying the minimum payment just to keep that card ticking over just to keep the credit card people happy that's just going to build and build and build so yeah people people know that's a bad debt it's it's common knowledge and it's the same with consumable goods. You might you might think, right, I want a new coffee machine or I want a new TV. Um, I haven't got the money in the bank. I can't, I can't afford it, but I'll go get it on credit. I can afford the monthly payment, just about, but I can't afford the, the full whack. And this is kind of how I got into the situation I was in. You go and get it and then for a couple of months down the line you're okay with that you get something else something else something else it all adds up and by the time you know it your living expenses are pretty much the same as what you're bringing in um and then you end up spending more than what you got coming in and it's a messy situation so yeah the the main point of that is keep your living expenses as low as possible don't go out and spend on credit cards if you can't afford to clear it every month 
Uh, a lot of people use credit cards for obviously getting you can get some good rewards on it. You can you can build up points to buy holidays, hotel stays. It all depends on how disciplined you are. And for me back then, I would definitely say I was not disciplined. Now, on the other hand, I I would probably look at doing doing something like that, paying for maybe paying for your fuel every month on credit and then clearing that card just for the the points but you might want to look into sort of what the charges might be the the interest you might have to pay but you can get some good deals on them i know some people that have sort of booked first class holidays uh, upgraded their flights but like i say it all depends on how on how disciplined you are so I think that's gonna I'm gonna leave that there this week. Uh so kind of covered the boat both of them. The main point was the obviously the living ex uh, the becoming financially free formula. So if you want to write it down, it's so you live in uh, LA which is your um like cash, your liquidity, cash available within five days. Put a line under that and then you got LE minus LI, so living expenses minus leveraged income, and that will give you a figure on how much time you can buy into the future. So yeah, you you really don't need to be earning a high income as long try and minimise your expenses as much as possible. Um, the lower your expenses, the quicker you will be financially free. All right, hope you've enjoyed that. hope you've got some value from that episode. Um, As I said, I'm going to try and get a bit more structure to these episodes again like like it was beforehand. Got lost in the middle a little bit, but kind of getting back on track now. So I will see you all again next week. Um, Might try and get one more in, but we'll see see how I'll get on with time. And... All have a good weekend. Weekend is fast approaching. I think we were almost like a week, two weeks till Christmas. Um, Yeah, I can't believe how quick this year has gone. So, ah, one other thing. um, I'm getting through the the book, uh, Expert Secrets. But I've just started listening to an Ant Middleton book. Uh, I think it's First Man In. And wow, it, it is something else. For, if you want to listen to a book for try, try to change your mindset, that would be it. Ant Middleton, First Man In. I've literally I, I downloaded it today on Audible. Um I've got four hours left. I've done three hours of the book today, just just by listening. By the within the first sort of half an hour, I was hooked. So, yeah, definitely worth a listen. Um, and on that note, I will see you all again next week.